2: to that week
0: because it was always intense.
3: The man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My 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 favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys <laughs> still, but Dante was my guy. Get the dashes cause you still on the feet This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code and that's Believe, B-L-E-A-V, to get started from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Welcome to another episode of Chief Concerns. It's a very special edition tonight as we have former defensive end for the Minnesota Vikings, Kansas City Chiefs, and Cincinnati Bengals, and Dwayne Clemens coming on. He's going to talk to us about recapping last week's game against the Buffalo Bills and also previewing the upcoming battle in the AFC Championship against the Cincinnati Bengals. And also, please stay after for a special edition, uh, kind of a banter and talk um, and conversation with Dwayne on what he's been doing since football and what he's what he's continuing to do now. It's great talk and stick around after the show to hear more about it. You got winning this weekend. <laughs> you know
0: I got a you, you. You know who put the ring on my finger? <laughs> <laughs> they can, can only be one. But, you know, I got love for my. I got love for my Bengals. I still got them up here. You know they, they put some donuts on the crib. <laughs> <That's what's up.
2: laughs>
0: but you know, like I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a,
2: I'm a football <laughs> fan, so I, I enjoy watching good football. I've been a fan of Joe Burrow since he was that. Uh, LSU, I enjoy what he's doing in Cincinnati, for the city, for the team, uh, you know. And I, I, hell, he got you guys in the playoffs right now. And I guarantee yeah, you they didn't true. see that. They didn't see that happening this fast. Dude's a hell of a quarterback. You know, Cincinnati has a lot to be proud of, and just as well, as, just as well as Buffalo. Buffalo got a nice one up there too. Yeah, but right man, now I mean, the way these boys mean, is prepared well, to plan. I can't
0: hold – I can't put nobody up against him right now that's going to beat him. Yeah, man, uh, you know, it's going to be a hard conference. This whole AFC AFC is just getting rougher and rougher and rougher. And I am scared to death that somehow Tom Brady and and Aaron Rodgers are going to end up at Denver and the Raiders, and our conference is going to be like a super conference. Yeah. Could you imagine – that that, that way week, man, you got Herbert Carr ain't playing
2: too bad. Car's a top quarterback. Herbert, yeah. Carr, you had one of them dudes, uh, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> and then Patrick Mahomes. And oh just the rest of the AFC.
0: Yeah. And then you got the AFC North, which is, I mean, you still got Lamar. Lamar Baylor, Jackson, and, yeah. And, yeah. you know, Pittsburgh's got to reload. You know, Pittsburgh's going to reload. They're going to be back. Oh, yeah. It's
2: only a matter of time before Tom, you know, Thompson figure something out. You know what? It's a, a lot of the old guys are, are starting to find their way out the door. You know, and and, and much love to them. You know, Ben Roethlisberger. We have Philip Rivers. You know, we got uh, who else we've had retired lately? You know, we don't know what is going to happen with Tom Brady, Drew Brees, but I tell you what, though, the game We're is cold. being left in some good hands. Yeah, these, these young, young guys are coming in here playing some good football. Oh,
0: yeah,
1: yeah they, they picked up that stick and ran with it. Yeah, you ain't kidding. You ain't kidding. For years to come, he's these 23, 24, 25 years old. I mean, we're talking, you know, good football. Another 10, 15 years. Easy,
0: easy. If they let me take care of him. They'll be 50 years old playing. They'll do great.
2: They can surpass Tom Brady's age. Yeah. Oh,
1: my God, man. i have him out there bionic. Dude, and hey, look, and you young boys got it too, man. They giving me joke have half a billion dollars, to, uh uh Dude. Yeah. Exactly.
0: There's absolutely no reason not to have this in the budget. Like to me, right. with the on. contract they have, everybody should have their own personal practitioner. That's literally like listen, every single day I come out that field, I want to be like a NASCAR, you checking everything, toes, ankles, feet. Everything should be back in alignment and back on track by the time I get up in the morning and go back to work.
2: And that's yeah. the way we should look at ourselves as athletes. Like we should be constantly maintaining. So you, you pretty much put, you, you got it you got it looking like it's the uh some futuristic Jetson type stuff. When you step off the football field, you step into a little chamber, almost like an MRI machine, and do a little checkup, then you get out and go home. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not all that contained. I
0: got like three separate rooms where you kind of go through different stages. So you got your hyperbaric chamber with the oxygen to re your cellular level, detoxify your blood, get rid of all the inflammation and lactic acid. Then you get the magnetic therapy, which is going to recharge your cells, help you sleep deeper, improve your cognitive abilities. Then we get into the manual therapies. Then we do the other stuff, the, the neuromagnico laser. By the time you come off the assembly line at the other end, you're like, yes, I'm ready to go again. But that's how that's how our lives should be. Like for whatever reason, this sitting in the ice tub was just was not enough to to keep us on the field and keep us feeling good. And that's the reason why we didn't last as long as we probably could have. Right. Got gotcha. you, got gotcha. you. So and so, you were the
2: one that uh, weren't you the one that hit McNabb and broke his ribs the game we played them?
0: Yeah, I broke McNair's sternum. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was that was the definitely the hardest hit of my life because that hit what nobody understands is that hit hurt me. I should have been in the (laughs) contestant protocol. That's the the crazy part of that game. Like, I hit him so hard, I broke his sternum. But then nobody checked on me. (laughs) (laughs) I remember laying there for a second, like, and I looked at him, and I was like, oh, shit, he messed up. (laughs) And I was sitting there like, oh, God, that hurt. But you had that adrenaline, though,
1: so
2: you probably didn't show it. Yeah, I mean, after a while, I was kind of like, yeah, but I was hurt. (laughs) There was no
0: way I didn't have a concussion. If you saw that hit, there was no way I did not have a concussion. I literally put my two eyeballs through his chest.
2: Damn. That 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 was a
0: game where I found out my back was (laughs) actually.
1: You probably got up. People start hitting you in your head. Good job, D. Clem. You know, you know, everybody like, hey, God, man, <laughs> I got Tweety Bird coming around my <laughs> right now. You know,
0: <laughs> Big Chet was the first person to slap me too. Who was? Chester McLaughlin. God rest his soul. Oh um,
1: yeah, yeah. Big God Chet. Rest his soul. Chet, wow, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah that's a, that's dude. that's the God rest his soul to both of them.
0: Yeah, yeah. and that's another reason why, I mean, just think about all the wear and tear we put on our body and then we're going to put opioids and anti-inflammatories. It's like, man, we got to get as much junk out of our system and, you know, get back to herbs and and juicing and and using, like, you know, uh, omega oils and, and just basically putting the right fuel in our body so that we can actually last, last whatever, peptides for collagen and elastin. And these young guys are starting to learn that. And that's why I love, like, what LeBron is doing, what Brady's doing. They're showing that longevity is all about how you do it. Anybody can make this. Tom Brady wasn't a great athlete. Look at him. If you tell me Tom Brady can last 20 years in this business just by doing the right maintenance, having the right regimen. Shoot, man. Imagine what these guys like Pat and Burroughs are going to do if they get the right right people in their corner. And we actually start, you know, kind of instituting this as a norm versus like just a handful of guys are living this lifestyle. Mm, uh, I get it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, Marcus.
3: What you got for us? Uh, Well, you guys kind of mentioned you guys are talking about Josh Allen and uh, Patrick Mahomes. Um, Obviously, we saw the game on Sunday. Everyone, and it was probably the most viewed game in the last five years, Um, based on the numbers of that game. Uh, What were you guys takeaways from that game? I mean, did you guys expect? uh, I mean, what we saw in the thirteen seconds. I know JD, we were texting about it, but what was your guys' takeaways from that uh, the game on Sunday?
1: Well, Uh, yeah. Look, uh, to me. Um, when I seen the, the 13 seconds on, on on the clock, in my head, I was like, I knew we had a chance. I, I did. And because you, you kind of work through scenarios as much as possible in practice, you know, like, you know, thinking about like hook and ladder, you know, a couple of plays, like a quick little screen, like that, the first play they set up with just on the Tyreek Hill and bursting for like 25 yards was probably the the, the best setup you could possibly have. That was the best scenario you could possibly get in that, that situation. And then all of a sudden, when you're looking at it, against a pre-beat de- defense, having the middle open, and Kelsey and them just running pretty much backyard football, throwing it to him, I mean, they pretty much gave it to Patrick and them. And, and I'll just say, those guys on the same page realizing with that, just that that IQ. That's football IQ right there. I'm just saying, like, look, the middle's open. I'm going to run this. And it was just the, the two plays were the best scenarios you could possibly think of, really. And so hats off to them just going out there and playing ball and not giving up and not just seeing, you know, just the rollercoaster of emotions. I mean, you see Buffalo over on the sideline, you know, they doing a the peace sign. We going home at it. Look, I'm sitting there looking at TV. I'm like, we got 13 seconds left. We got 13. And I know we got 15 back here, you know, with that cannon. And so when you know he throwing 87 an and 10 out there, Man, it's a whole different animal. And so we've seen how Tyreek Hill before, like, uh, I think in that segment, he had just scored on that that uh, that little shallow cross. When he right. ran that shallow and took it to the house? Come on, man. Look, anytime you got two dynamic players, like Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, and that that guy back there, Patrick Mahomes, you got an opportunity and a chance. And so I, I was more hopeful on that part as opposed to, like, feeling bad, like, oh, man, I – them guys, man, they pulled it out.
0: J.D., what about the game management? Hats off to the coaches, man. Yeah, having man. those three timeouts with that 13-7, I mean, Come on. there were so many chances that they could have burned those timeouts. There was yeah. so much adversity earlier in that game. But to be in that situation and still having all three timeouts,
1: that gave them an eternity. Absolutely. Without a doubt. And Like you said, man, I'm just thinking about that, having three timeouts in that situation scenario, is, is just foresight by handing and those guys like, look, we don't need to call anything right now. And the thing was, you're not really stopping the offense, so there's really no need to really call it, right? And so you right. see you know what they're doing defensively, like if we're not stopping anybody, what's the point? So I just in that situation and, and I'll say this, I thought maybe they might have taken a timeout the one time they was in fourth down. If you had stopped Josh Allen on that one, the game was over, right? And he runs right. for the fourth down. Remember, Ingle comes in, and he, he, he beats the, the, the tackle, throws him with the one arm, right? I mean, just right. absolutely obliterates him. And then I don't know who it was came over and missed him. And then Frank Clark comes in with a bad angle and, and Josh gets the first down. I'm like, dang, done. You know? And so it's going to the next one. I thought maybe at that time, you know, you take a timeout to kind of assess what you really want to do to stop on this fourth down play because you're stopping, the game's over. I mean, really. So, yeah, no doubt, D I, I, I agree with you, man. Hats off to the guys just managing it. Seriously. Yeah, okay. I, there was a, two times I would have called timeouts.
2: Okay. I ain't going to sit here and lie like I thought we had the game won with 13 seconds. As long as I've been watching, <laughs> as long as I've been watching sports, as long as I've been a part of sports, nothing in my mind told me that we had anything in a playbook, anything from a backyard play to get us down in field goal range with 13 seconds left. The best part about it was – like you said, game management on the timeouts. We didn't use them. We had them at the end for the, to, to utilize two big plays. The best part about the end of a game, trying to manage a, a clock, is that every single defense knows that you want to get outside to stop the clock. So the middle is always open, which is why we ran that little quick screen, Tyreek, up the middle for 19-20, which is why uh, Kelsey had the skinny post, quick for another 20 <clears throat> but the pet the bad thing about that, just like Dallas showed the week before, you got to know how to utilize the clock. Well, we did. That's the yes. best part about it. Other than that, I sat here on this table and when it got to they scored a touchdown, and I saw the celebration between Josh Allen's family, the the, the tears and the joy. <laughs> I was sitting here in disgust. I'm not gonna oh, lie yeah. to y'all. I thought we lost that game. I'd be lying to everybody if I said the 13 seconds. I don't care who's the quarterback. Yeah, I Nobody would have told me that we would have came back and won the game. For one, it's not just getting you in field, posi- in field position. That's a lot of pressure on Bucker just to make that for 48 yards. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. So, to even get in the position, it's not even about getting the touchdown. I knew we couldn't get a touchdown with 13 seconds. It's about right. just getting yourself in position and have Bucker to make this kick. Bucker's been phenomenal for us this year, but Bucker's not the best kicker in the game. Had, he said,
3: I think he even had a couple misses the game, right, Marcus? Yeah. Absolutely. Miss M- goal and Miss Extra Point.
1: They, they, said, they said he was like the, I think rated number
2: two. I think you say it. Yeah, okay. number two. Again, on JD, you've already missed two during the game. To hang that, right. to get down there. I I, I know you're shaking your head, but I'm just saying, my belief. There's no, I did not sit here. I can't say I sat here and watched and said, we're going to come back and win this game or we're going to come back and tie this game up. No. But I was amazed and mind blown to see the performance of Josh Allen under pressure after every single down. The dude stepped up to the plate and made it happen. I was amazed to see how we bounced back as the Chiefs after everything that they threw at us and we were able to come back and score. We were able to come back and get the field goal. We kept that momentum, went this overtime. They gave us the ball, which was a mistake. Well, we, I guess we won the coins flip, And so we went down and got the touchdown when we needed. And so it was just one of those games that was just completely mind-blown for me. Never seen anything like it. I've never seen that amount of time give a team a win because it's never happened.
0: I think in sports, the only thing that I can think of that comes this close to this is honor versus pleasure. Like, to see two teams that just literally beat each other to oblivion play after play, snap after snap, and it just never, it wouldn't stop, and it just wouldn't stop, and you're just like, how can this, how can they keep on, keep on coming at each other, play after play? So, I mean, this is definitely going to go down in history. This, is, this has got to be, I mean, if, if this game next week can live up to it, I, I don't know, the Super Bowl might be boring <laughs> compared to this, true. this true. Compared to next week, yeah, I, I, I don't know how the Super
2: Bowl can beat these two. Ne- the next two, the next game, and this last one, because even in a prevent defense, JD—I mean, not JD, D Clem, prevent We want them to catch the ball and we make the tackle. Clock runs out. Right. If they catch the ball on a on a twenty-yard pass, make the tackle, make the tackle, and, and clock runs out. So, in no form of—I guarantee—Buffalo's got to be sitting there like, "What could we have done?" You run the unexpected at us. That's basically what it was. We got yeah. the unexpected because 99% of the time, officers have to get outside. That's why the outsides are usually open for the quick routes and get outside because that middle is going to give you too much. Because normally and the middle is too much
0: time. But having yeah. those three timeouts, that, that gave Andy Reid the whole field to use. Exactly.
2: Right. Right. Who, who in their right mind thinks a screen is going to give you quick 20, 20 yards in. and six seconds off of
1: a clock. Five seconds off of the clock. Right here. Office. He ain't no fucking way said on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. See, this is what y'all don't understand on defense, right? See, mm-hmm. I, y'all defensive guys, I'm, I'm going to give you a little nugget right now, okay? You see this right here? You see what this says? It says last plays. I don't know if it's <laughs> last or not, okay? Where's the tambourine at? Get the tambourine. And it yeah.
2: probably says in there two – Big and bold blocks. Hail Mary. No, hey, no. So I'm gonna tell you how
1: many plays we got. Okay, I'm not gonna show the plays. I'm gonna show how many plays we got at the end to get yards. Okay, this is what you don't know because you're on defense, right? That's what y'all think. The defense room, Our offensive room. We always thinking about scoring. We just thinking about getting in position to kick a field goal. And so when I told you he's got 13 seconds, I know there's plays out there that we're thinking about getting chunks. That's, that's just how we do it. We practice it every every day, every week, E. It's the same thing, no difference than y'all do. And so when I'm sitting there thinking about it offensively, they gave us the best scenario putting in, in, in prevent defense, right? I, to me, you know you know what I don't really understand defensively, what you don't do, is why do don't not put somebody on the point, man, to kind of stop those guys from going down the field? That's what I don't understand. Like, if, at least if you're going to rush three or four, put somebody on the point, man, just to to, you know – Make those guys, push them back, you know, throw off the timing of it, right? That's what you want to be able to do. So here's one play. Here's two plays. Here's three plays. Here's four plays. Here's five plays. There's five plays that we got to get chunks to get us in the position in the scenario. I'm telling you. You're in an offense. No, it's not. It's, look, I'm telling you, it's a whole different section. You don't understand it. E. You're not in the offense room. I'm just telling you, you know, when you're sitting up and saying that, that tells me you have never played offense in the NFL. I'm just telling you what these guys are thinking about. And when I'm talking about Andy Reid, when you have Tyreek Hill and you have Travis Kelsey, it's the same thing. We'll go to scenario with uh, Dak Prescott, right? Dak Prescott with the Dallas game, there was two things he could have done. He could have thrown that that pass down the middle, which was probably the better play. He was throwing the quick pass down the middle as opposed to him catching it Losing two seconds, two seconds, and then running. If he's a little bit earlier, they would have been in a position to have the last play at the end zone. That, that, that's just the reality of it. I don't think it was a bad play in itself. Just the whole transit transition about getting the ball back to the referee and all that, that was just a debacle in itself. Yeah. The it thing is, when you sit over and you're looking at, Travis Kelsey knew that the middle of the field was open. Tyreek Hill, being the fastest guy that he is, You catch the ball, he's going 25 yards immediately. You're giving it up to him. Why not take it? Why not take it? Right? You don't have to throw like a Hail Mary from back then. Everybody's thinking about that. And so it's almost the same thing. People was
2: talking about, um, oh, why didn't they squib kick it? Well, you squib kick it. Okay? It's easy for us to sit back here and analyze what we saw. In that moment, J.D., no. Listen, I'm telling you. We work on these scenarios all the
1: time. Okay, I, I going to work, I Just saying. you don't to give yourself a chance. And so when I'm thinking offensively, you got 13 seconds, you're always giving yourself a chance. You ain't gotta score. You just gotta get in, this, in, in the in the the range that Buckner has a shot, right? I don't care if it's a 60-yarder 60 or sixty-three yard. We've seen Tucker make sixty-three yards, right? What what's I don't even know what's uh what's the uh umitaries? Uh, I think I think Tucker beat it this year, right? Tucker had one.
3: Yeah, the, the one in the Lions game. I think it was like 66 or 65. It was something. something like that, right?
1: Yeah, but that was indoors too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they just talking about just having a chance. That's what that's all you're looking for, the opportunity, just a chance. And so when you're thinking offensively in the mind, it's the same thing defensively When you're thinking about it, you know, kind of getting on overtime rules. Man, just keep them from a uh, uh getting a touchdown. Hold them to three yard, you know, three, three points so we get the ball back, right? And so you're trying to get the best
2: case scenario. That's what you're looking for. That's what you're hopeful for. I get, I, I get what you're trying with the analysts of it, J.D. I get what you're explaining. But just sitting here at my couch and watching that game, Right. no, no way I thought we were going to tie that. I, well, yeah. I'm
0: a believer that Andy Reid has a play for everything. I'm I to believe you, man. Andy Reed has a play for every single scenario. And somehow that team is prepared for every single scenario. It's almost like they, they 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 know how to win better than anybody else, and that's the difference.
3: He, I'm gonna fan these out like money.
1: You know how you fan money out? I'm
3: gonna fan these <laughs>
1: out like money. These are money plays. <laughs> that's what these things are money plays. Yeah. Do,
3: do, oh, yes. do those plays like factor in having timeouts? Because <laughs> generally at the end of the game, a team doesn't have timeouts, so they usually, usually play for going out of bounds. We have yeah. we have the luxury to go in the middle of the field. Exactly. That's exactly. So that's what D. Clem said. So that's what D. Clem yeah, said. Yeah,
2: that's the best. That was best because it was it was best usage of clock management. Absolutely. You know? and, and you never want to lose a game with three sec- with, with three timeouts left. Right. No. Nah. Like what the hell are you doing? Right. It's bleak. Look, we ain't got no timeouts in that scenario.
1: I get it. I get that part of it. Right. I
0: I Spagno uh Spag should have called that timeout. Did you see right before they threw that last touchdown? They did. They looked like they were confused in the secondary. And I was you're like, right. man, why are we calling the timeout? And then they hike right. the ball. But I was like,
1: man, what? I thought I thought we should have burned the timeout right there. You're right, you're right. I, I agree with you. I absolutely agree where
0: with you. Because they look like they had no clue of where they who they were guarding.
1: No idea. No idea. What's the name? Of, uh, what's the name? Of goes out there to get the tight end. Get on Knox, and so mm-hmm. everybody bumps everybody else back down. Right. And so what they end up doing, Steve didn't get in position. He was he had bad leverage. It was bad yeah. leverage on that play. So it just like you said, they they did. It was discombobulated. It was trying to talk. Somebody immediately should have called a timeout. They should have. No doubt. I agree with you on that one, one hundred percent. Now, if we burn that timeout, are we in a totally
0: different situation in that last thirteen seconds? You still got two timeouts though.
2: Yeah, you got time. You got two left. Yeah.
3: You think a scrib would have made much difference?
0: That would have, that would have been real
1: close. That three or four right. seconds. Right. It's the same 13, thing you 13, squib. I mean, <coughs> it's a lot different than 13. Yeah, but you, you, if, you, if you catch the ball quick and get some yardage, that could be still like where Tyreek made it, you know, on the first play. And so it's still like that scenario. If They still leave that open. That's why when people say, oh, you squib kick it. Well, you, you got to make sure the squib's right. And if you squib, sometimes that ball bouncer, that joker bounce out of, out of bounce.
2: Yeah, you get, you get a lot of extra yardage then.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think they were more worried about that them getting us getting some kind of return or being able to pick it up and turn it into something. You yeah, know? you don't want that old Deshaun
2: Jackson play to come back and bite your ass.
0: Absolutely not, because you know, I mean, I would have been a little puckered too about kicking it back there to
2: who was back there, Tyreek. I'm pretty sure we put Tyreek back that we had to, especially as hot as
0: he. Yeah, work? I would have been a little bit puckered too about putting the ball to Tyreek's hand on the last, right.
1: on the last kickoff. Look, man, kicking it, kicking it deep like that, 13 seconds. I like I said, I, it's not a that wasn't a bad I was a bad call on their part. You just stop them defensively. Don't don't it, is, it, it just far.
2: wasn't Buffalo's day. Like it wasn't last year and it's not this year. The the what, what do you call it? We are we are top of the mountain. Absolutely. You know, Buffalo Buffalo's gotta come through us. Everybody everybody <coughs> AFC gotta come through us right now. Can we and, say we own right, Buffalo? Huh? Can we say we
0: own Buffalo? We own them, Debo. <laughs> Give me a bike Paul. Yeah, just like Frisco <laughs>
2: owns <old> Green Bay. <laughs> and again, not like I hate that. Whole, so not even to get off our subject of, of Chiefs and Cincinnati, like that whole Lambeau Field, man. Everybody's all, you know, traditional stadiums and stuff, man. Give put a dome on that place. <laughs> Y'all keep saying how the weather helps. Green Bay, no, it doesn't. You had a warm weather team coming there and smack y'all in the snow, Mm -hmm. so it ain't got nothing to do with the weather. Go ahead and put a dome out there, let those folks enjoy the game with their kids and the (laughs) comforts of something nice.
0: You know, people in Wisconsin they actually like that being out there in that crap. Oh yeah, yeah. I played in Minnesota, and 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 I'm so glad when I played, we played in the dome. But the guys that played before me in the old open metro dome, I couldn't have imagined playing out there in the Metrodome in 14 degrees for like 8 weeks straight. Like
2: I'm like But it's what boy. they have those. I, I you know what, d club, I wouldn't even say they enjoy it. It's what yeah. they have. And right. It's what they're accustomed to. Just but like in Kansas is- City, just like in KC, we're going to fill up seats no matter what. It, it could be 0 degrees, it could be 100 degrees. Our fans are going to come out. But if a dome is there, I guarantee they're going to enjoy the luxury of what that dome brings. Yeah, nowadays you should be in the dome. I, I agree, Eric. Just
0: just
1: because of the the fan base, you, you got to just keep people happy. But, but you know what else it is? It's a psychological part of it too, Because mm-hmm. remember that I forgot what it was that uh, Bill Belichick did, but he he I think he made the locker room real cold for opposing team. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, huh? Randy, he, painted, he
0: painted the locker room pink.
1: Yeah. Oh. Okay. See. Yeah. So it's to them. It's a psychological advantage. That's all of this tradition and is psychological advantage.
2: Oh yeah. Work, didn't work for them. You know. I mean, but Ooh. Belichick's always had the better team too. Yeah. Yeah. I would, Well, I say this. Belichick and Brady always had the best team.
0: <laughs> yeah. we starting. It's starting to look like Belichick's a little hollow without Brady, huh? Yes.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you
2: gonna have the best team when you cheat? <laughs>
0: Well
2: hey, they they continue winning though. Hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> they continue
3: winning. <laughs> yeah. Now I know we talked about the, the offensive aspect of the game, but uh kind of, kind of something that the uh, the Chief Kingdom on Twitter has been kinda of saying is what does the defense got to do this week against Cincinnati? Last time we, we gave them fi- about a 500 yards. This past week we gave them a lot of yards to the, the number two receiver, Gabriel Davis. Um, and, and some are saying is that because of Matthew is out of this game from the get go, and that's the reason why we give up this the, the amount of yards to Gabriel Davis and the, the Bills. Man, he's a, he's an unexpected.
2: Uh, Diggs is the man for Buffalo, and 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 we we went in to shut Diggs down, and and hopefully to not let Josh Allen get on fire the way he did. But the dude stepped up to the plate and did what he had to for his team. Outside of that, Davis just came out of nowhere and had a a, a fabulous game at the end of the game. I think it was all in the second half and the fourth quarter where he got his 200 yards There, Now, for
0: us, the secondary is taking too much heat for this game. The D-line did not contain Josh Allen. They took poor angles all day long. They came underneath and let him lost the a million yep. times they they gave up
2: both a gaps a million times. I mean, they were sloppy. I agree. Mm-hmm. And, well, and again, so I, I think that, well, I'm pretty sure that we've studied enough film of our last game against Cincy, of our game against Tennessee to understand who Jamar Chase is and who Joe Burrows is. Now, if we go out there and we're in a 30 27 and Spags causes an all out blitz again. Fire his ass on the spot. But <laughs> mistakes should be, will be corrected. Jamar Chase will not have 200-plus yards. Joe Burrows is going to make plays. I, I, I just take my hat off to him just like I do with Josh Allen. The dude's a phenomenal quarterback. He's going to make plays. It's just a matter of us as a defensive unit keeping that to a minimum. Yeah, we just can't give up touchdowns. You can get yards. We can't give up touchdowns.
0: I don't care if you drive the ball 98, 99 yards. We got to stop touchdowns.
1: Yeah. Look, I I think we always, you know, when I was telling this to a guy earlier today, we forget that we had the game handily won at the half. We was up 28 to 17. Actually went in, uh, scored on a a kickoff return. that would have put us up 35. Yeah, I think we
2: we, the second was like we took our foot off the game. Well, yeah. Well, we only had the ball
1: three times in the second half. That was it. We have three possessions in the second half. I mean, we were we were whooping them up and down the field, man, the first right. half of the game, man. It wasn't even close. And so, if you think about it, what they did, Jamar Chase was like one of those things, like, look, we ain't got, look, we ain't got nothing to lose. Let's no, throw no Jamar little. Chase. Hey, let, let him work out. And so, I, I hope – and I see what you're talking about, E. So, if we start Jamar Chase – we can't let those other guys beat us, and, then, and the same thing with Diggs. Now, the thing is, Davis has been—he's been playing good the last few games, anyway. He, I mean, he was—he was on fire. You know, he was probably the second best re- leading receiver in the past like five weeks. And True, so, I'm
2: not—I'm not, I'm not saying he's a nobody. I—I I, I apologize if it came up that way. Yeah, yeah, no.
1: Uh, so you, you can't let Boyd, you can't let Higgins. Don't let them get on, on fire either. So when you look at what you do against Joe Burroughs, It's the same thing. You you gotta hit home. If you if you're doing pressure, they gotta go get you know get back there. They have to. They gotta get on him and make sure that they are disrupting his his timing and the routes and everything that you could possibly can. And the thing is, here's one good thing we got. If we got a good crew that allows the secondary to play aggressive, like we did this last game, it'd be a whole different game. And I think because all the plays like the holding call, all their passing appearance. against them, kept them in the game. You know what I'm saying? Even at the end. I mean, we stopped them on fourth down, what, twice, two or three times yeah, at absolutely. the end? And it was that one in the end zone of, of Holton that got them in. So, I ain't really worried about them. Like you said, Jamar Chase, you stop him. Don't let the other guys eat like that. Get some pressure on Joe Burrows. Stop Joe Mixon. And I think, man, we, we'll whoop these dudes at least by, by 10 to 14 points. Easy. Wow. Did you guys notice that we weren't running to the ball?
0: On defense, on defense. Did you guys pick up on that? Did you see how many times we like these guys were loping? And, like you know, it's like one guy. Oh, he's gonna make the play, and guys just started jogging. Like yeah. I saw Frank loaf me at least three or four times. I mean, I just saw guys like not run to the ball. it's yeah. like we, we just got to bring that tenacity. Like all oh, that that, that
2: one first play where he caught. I think he broke for like sixty, maybe seventy yards, and he we yeah. was surrounded. He was surrounded by the cheese players, and yeah. he just breaks out of the pack, and I run everybody. Yeah, that's right. poor hustle.
0: Yeah. It's no, it, it to get back to like Florida State college mentality. Like we got 11 guys running to the ball every freaking play. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Everybody yeah. has to get to the ball every single play. And then good things are gonna happen. That ball's gonna come out. You'll get more hats on
3: it. Well, that's true. Right. Like- how important would you say uh, Matthew playing this week it is for the team? Just not not even playing once, but the leadership on the field, you know, getting guys in the right position, kind of the communication issues that we that you that you referenced, Dwayne.
2: Tyre is always an important piece to our defense. You know, I, I for me, I think that Chris Jones is the leader of the defense, uh, uh, probably the most valuable part of the defense because we play a, a whole lot better when he's healthy. Um, but the captain of it to to get every everything running correctly is is with Tyron Matthew. Um, you know, and to have him out in a game that crucial against a player like a Josh Allen and, and a hot Buffalo Bills team, it it, it does it, it came to bite us in the ass. And so uh having him back and healthy, uh big plus for us. And I just hope that as JD said, like, you know, when we got on top of him in the first half, you know, we just gotta, you know, bury these guys and, and to take nothing from them because they're they're a hungry team. <laughs> They've, yeah. accomplished, they, they've accomplished the big feat. They knocked out the number one seed in the AFC. And now they're coming for us. So uh don't don't take anything for granted.
0: I think it's gonna be a little different for them at Arrowhead, though. I, th- I, th- I think, see, the great thing about what the great thing about for them is that you know at home, they had a quiet stadium, they could communicate, they can make adjustments. They ain't gonna have that situation at Arrowhead. Making adjustments is gonna be a serious challenge. And you know that stadium is going to be extra,
1: extra, extra crazy for this one. Yeah, yeah. But apparently, Joe Burrows don't think the noise is any. It's going to be a problem, right? He's oh, hey, love
0: when you underestimate
1: that noise.
2: <laughs> yeah, SEC. The you know? Don't they? I think they have the most. The most schools with a hundred a hundred thousand, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's. I mean, that's 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 something to, that's a, that's something that. You know the claim yeah. that 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 you you've accomplished because uh, it can get loud in a hundred thousand plus. Well, the yeah. whole
0: line been playing the SEC. All it takes is one of them not to hear that call. <laughs> I,
2: I agree. Now I'm not I'm not comparing the SEC to Kansas City because KC is a different is a different place, man. Right. Yeah. You know to go. It's like you
0: got to go into the game knowing okay we're gonna have some misfires. It's just it's impossible that we're not gonna have some misfires, some miscounts. They got, And we got to capitalize off of them. We got to capitalize off that crowd noise, get off the ball. And we got to be just tenacious. If we run to the ball and, and are tenacious, we can beat these guys. But if we loaf around and we ain't getting off blocks and we just, you know, kind of just blase, blase, all right, it's going to be a long day.
1: These guys got to get off their blocks and run. Yeah. You know, and, and kind of, you know, talking about Tyron Matthew, you know, when, when you're looking at – like, being, like being out of place, Declan, we was just talking about that. Like, mm-hmm. he's the one that orchestrates everybody where they need to be, right? The communication. And so, exactly. if you have a guy like that stepping up that's going to be able to put guys in the right position, then you're always going to be compromised. And, and, and so, him coming out is going to be astronomically uh, vital to the victory of the game. I, I really believe that. And so, but, but I'm, I'm going to say this. They talk about maybe uh, Arrowhead... The acoustics or something about Arrowhead in itself is what makes it loud. They, I think somebody said something like, we're under, like, I don't know, I, I don't know, like three... Yeah, you're, right, you're right. Yeah.
0: I yeah. field is buried, like, 15 feet deep in, inside of a... It's almost like a well effect, the way okay. of the ball is. And, it, and that's what kind of makes all the noise come down even louder.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, that yeah, look. And, and you're right. Hey, if you off on anything, like, just trying to hear that, I'm telling you, you know, just... It's tight end. I'm on the, on the end. And trying mm-hmm. to that snap count and, 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 you know, the change in the plays is always, always tough. I mean, you got to concentrate just like. Now you got to look at the ball. Instead of
0: instead of looking at your man or, or reading your normal key, everybody has to be looking at the ball. So that's just like
1: a split-second difference when you're away. Yes, yes. And then you talking about a D-line that gets off. If you're getting off, if Chris getting off on that ball, you got to wait too, you're already a second behind. And that, that, we know, we know how it is, man. Your, your defense you defensive man a tight end, trying to block. Hey, that is significant. That is absolute significant.
0: Yeah, and they gave up a lot of sacks
1: last week. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, buddy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm like, I know if I was a D-lineman, I'm ready to come out of retirement for this one. Like <laughs> hey, they like a drive-through window over there. I yeah,
3: right. Six, two, and a one. <laughs> And Burrow can't move like Josh Allen. So the guy should have a field, should have a field day with that old line what Cincinnati has.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I definitely think it's going to be a totally different world for him in this stadium. <laughs> yeah. yeah, They on vapors right now. I think they just ride an They're still on the vapors, so like getting to where they are. You know, they happy where they're at right now. You know what I'm saying? They have you
2: good can, reason, you man. You can't knock them over.
1: You know, but they ran up
2: against the wrong team now.
0: Did you like the I love the way the Chiefs seemed so poised the whole game. No matter how adverse the game got, I think our team showed so much poise and just a whole nother level of character, like to not be shook, to not bleed, to just go out there just to operate. Like, listen, we know we took a few hits. I'm bleeding. I don't care. I'm gonna still go out there and operate. Right. I don't know. I don't know if the Bengals have that level of maturity yet to 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 be in a fight like this and to take to take blow after blow after blow and still not get either emotional or, or make a mistake. Yeah.
2: yeah. I just think we got to bury them water down, man, because I I, I, I kind of want to agree with that because they showed me a different side of them when we played them the, 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 the previous game because yeah. we were, we were beating them down. Yeah. And like Jenny said, we had the lead, you know, I, I want to say a couple touchdowns and then Tariq makes that play going into halftime, you know, that kind of takes the air out of the tank for them. But, you yeah. know, Tariq ends up missing the, missing the play, uh, the pass we don't get anything out of it and it's like they they come back i i think we had we were three and out or they had the ball and they went down immediately and scored so it's like you know they found a way to come back and and pull it out absolutely they 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 don't have it in them and don't you don't
0: you think that jungle crowd helped bring them back like do you think if they didn't have that crowd behind them that that energy
1: you think they would have still been able to rally oh no no without they, they needed that they needed that and so you know you're going behind enemy lines right here, no doubt about it, no doubt about it, sure. So, man, that 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 is going to be a significant part, significant uh, dealing with them, man. But
3: so, so, would you guys agree that Burrow has never seen anything like this before? He could say all the SEC games he's been he's been to and play played in. Has he never seen anything like this Arrowhead crowd in the playoffs in this AFC nah, Championship game?
1: No, nah. higher stakes, higher stakes, man. Look, nothing, nothing prepares you for Arrowhead. I played in every,
0: I, you know, I played for three different teams, and there was nothing like being a defensive lineman when that Arrowhead crowd goes up to 115 decibels or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and it's
2: just like you can't <laughs> even hear yourself. You know, they can't hear the snap count. Right, it's like let's go. Yeah, you, you know, yeah. and like JD said, man, it's higher stakes. Everything matters in this game. You know, every play matters. There's no, um, you know, there's no next week. There's no victory Monday. If they get you lose them. this one, you got a whole victory off season. If you lose <laughs> this one, so um, you know this, this is this, the stakes are higher. So,
0: and it's getting you know them young boys, man. the season's getting long. Yeah, I know the ladies ain't used to this twenty four game season. Yeah, right? Yeah, they ain't used to that at all. No, this is two seasons for them right now. Yeah, right, exactly. So I got to imagine some of that youth that might be uh, go working against them.
3: Yeah, that, that's, that's your former teammate Lawrence Tynes actually said. He said, uh, to be fair, Joe's never played at Arrowhead. He's going to be in for a rude awakening this weekend. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a kicker talking.
0: <laughs> How many guys on the Bengals have ever played this many games before? Because obviously the Chiefs have been doing this for the last four years.
1: Right. <clears throat> yeah, they season. So, they you know, they've been, like you said, they've been there before. They know oh, what yeah. it's like. So. I mean, it's a marathon.
0: So, I mean, that attrition is adding up now. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, that, that brings us to our, our final segment here, the uh, game picks. Um, obviously, we're, we're a seven-point favorite, touchdown favorite. Uh, and we host the AFC Championship game at home at 3 uh, o'clock Eastern Standard Time um, on CBS. Uh, Dwayne, we'll, uh, we'll let you, uh, as the guest, we'll let you get your uh, prediction. Your, your, what's your score? And who do you have winning this game on uh, Sunday? All right.
0: I got the Chiefs, 38
3: to 29, or 28.
2: EJ? So my show, my, my we were just on a show last night that was actually pretty funny. We had to do it with some, uh, some puppets. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna stick with my same prediction, uh, 33-21 cheats.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead, I'm gonna go 34-24. That's where I'm at with it. Uh, okay, so about eight or nine points. Yeah, we it, it, at least you know by ten, man. I, I, I just you know I do. They, they yeah. might have a little thing at the end, but they ain't gonna be enough.
0: Yeah, I, I just don't see them being effective in our stadium like they were. I don't the fire the firepower they had at home is not going to be equivalent to what the firepower they have on the road.
2: Yeah, right. yeah. We just need to put out that flame early for them. like right? that, that, that they're riding on a natural high right now from yeah. from a couple of big wins. So.
0: Now, JD, being on offense, when guy, what do you think about us focusing on pressuring or forcing Joe Burrow to always have to roll away from Chase? Like focusing on our pressure to uh, bringing our pressure from Chase's side, so he always has to basically fade away from
1: him. You, you, you can do that. That that would be that's that's definitely, I think, a tactic you can use offensively. The only way you can bat it is if you have a guy chip on that side to make sure he captures it at that edge some way. Maybe have a mat. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody come in, just get like let's get the outside. You know how it is, man. You you've had those those. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Look, look, slow that down so we can capture the edge. Don't let him be a factor. Let him get out there on that side. So that's uh that's I, I think they'll do a little bit more back after all those sacks. I think they'll keep a back end just to chip, you know, to kind of give a little bit more protection for Joe Burrow so he can let those guys eat around him. That's 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 really what you want to do. So, because in the
0: first game, they had five guys in every route pretty much the whole game, didn't they? Pretty, yeah, it was a spread offense, yeah.
2: But I think we're going to match Ward up with him, and I know Ward was on him for a lot, a couple of last big plays. Um, he's our best corner. I mean, look at I how you know. want to look at it, he, he's our best corner, and I think we're going to we'll let him travel with Chase as much as as much as we're in man off uh, defense, and we'll have a a, a spy on him with, with Tyron Matthew. That's that's kind of my belief. Okay, I was going to say, we're going to give some help, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, I don't care if you let him catch the ball for 20 yards. <laughs> just don't let him score touchdowns.
1: Right, right. I mean, you can give up some 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 chunks. Yeah. You just don't give him off. six. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't let it go off. Don't let him do that now.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you got to play out five, six yards, I mean, shoot, just, just like what they do with Tyreek, keep him in front of you mm-hmm. and just try to get it rallied to the ball. If everybody yeah. runs to the ball and keeps him in front of you, eventually – we can get the ball out. Somebody's going to hit him, you know, but we, we can't let him get behind us.
3: Yeah. yeah. And la- last game they actually made more of an emphasis on T Higgins and then Chase kind of blew up that game. They kind of had shadowed Higgins because uh, he, he had a big week the week before and then going into that game we shadowed him yeah. and then Chase blew up. So I guess we'll uh, – Yeah, we'll but Chase after. is still his number one target every game. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I would much rather take away Chase and, and, and deal with the aftermath of Higgins and make some big plays because I don't think he has yeah. the finish the finish that Chase has. Oh, no. Mm-mm. Chase.
3: And we'll see. Uh, the over under for the game is 54-and-a-half. All of you guys have the over in that one based on the scores. So um, – Probably not not as big of an offensive explosion as last week, but probably somewhere around there. That damn Kawika called 42 points and hit it on the head.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was was amazed at that. Absolutely amazed. (laughs) How many points were scored in the last two minutes of the game, wasn't it? Something like it was. A lot. Yeah, it was like. Like 26 or 28? That's crazy.
3: That's crazy. He called it, though. Yeah, and and you went undefeated uh, last weekend. 4-0? 4-0? I it. Oh, right, right.
2: right. Okay. I'm going to I better go back and
1: watch it. I thought you said uh, Tampa Bay was going to win. You said Tampa Bay was going to beat?
3: Yeah, in LA. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, go the NFC side to, to round it off here before we head out. Uh, Who do you guys have in the uh, the NFC uh, championship matchup?
2: Right. Left side? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I
2: think LA is going to take. Yeah. Now, it's time for San Fran's flame to get put out, and it's time for Sensy Swag to get a little flame to get put out. Yeah, I just, I, th- I think, I think
0: Frisco's gonna run out of gas. I think they played so physical for so long. I, I just don't know if they got enough bullets left to play that 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 rough game that they played.
2: They're just like Cincinnati, you know. They they won a game against the Rams that they probably shouldn't have won, and then they mm-hmm. come right back and they beat you know. A Green Bay team that everybody thought was the best thing out there, and they knocked them off. And so I, I feel the same way about what since um, he's done, you know, since he got got a big win against us, and then they come back and they knock off the number one seed in the AFC was Tennessee. Um, so right now, the both teams are riding on a, a natural high that they, they're not even supposed to be here. But I think the you know, crown is heavy. Yeah, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That'd be two years in a row. We play the, if, if you guys are right, that'd be two years in a row. We play the uh, the home team of the uh, the Super Bowl last year, Tampa, this year, yeah, LA. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's nuts. That is absolutely nuts.
3: But, but, but we
2: don't even know yet because the hell, LA might not even, they might shut down the city because of COVID. They might come so, I, down. Is that, still, is that still in play? I don't know. I know it was, it was something that was topic because the, the move was going to be here. To Dallas, if if uh, if LA shut down, wow! They
1: talk, I thought California been doing a you know as far as like mitigating everything. I thought they've been doing a good job as far
2: as you know keeping everybody. You know what I'm saying? They have some college teams right now that are playing with no no fans uh, in California.
1: Dang, I didn't yeah. know that. God, that would be crazy. That'd be horrible. I, I guarantee if, if they don't say you're doing anything, you come in the stadium and stuff. We got to show your back station card. You got to make sure, like you know, maybe even like a, a negative, negative test. Stuff. Yeah,
2: yeah. To me. but they need it though, man. Because shit, look at everybody. Tesla's gone. I think I don't know where Facebook is located, but everything's leaving California. Uh, so okay. they, that's that's a that's a big money boost if they get the Super Bowl.
1: Oh yeah, LA.
2: Look, California always gonna have money.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh you yeah, no doubt. Yeah. We'll figure we'll about that. Uh, and Obviously, uh, Dwayne, I don't know if you're going to be on for the, the Super Bowl show, but we'd love to have you back. But uh, if it's uh, L.A. and Kansas City, who would you have in the Super Bowl?
0: KC, baby, all the way. <laughs> all I think right. it's always going to be KC. I'm a believer.
3: <laughs> KC 100. <laughs> awesome. Dwayne, it was awesome having you on, man. Um, Thanks for stopping by Joy Chief Concerns Uh, And again Dwayne uh, Definitely uh, plug your uh, Plug your company again here So we get that in before uh, the show ends
0: All right, my company is Urbana Spine and Wellness And we specialize in non-invasive Drug free healthcare
3: Get in touch
2: with him at
0: 301-841-5191 Or just remember www.urbanaspineandwellness.com Spell
2: Urbana
1: U R B A N A.
2: Got it. Fantastic. Well, look, you got a
1: client. I'm coming up to come see you, Brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Come come see a, grab, grab all the fellas, man. Let's make it a guy's, let make a guy's week out of it. Sounds good. I'm,
3: I'm, 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 I'm with it. I'm with it 100 percent man. Thanks for tuning in to Chief Concerns presented by Bet Online. We'll see you next week and hopefully we're talking Super Bowl. Now here is bonus content.
0: That's that big ball right there. Yeah. Check, check, check. Check, check, mike, check, that <laughs> mike. What's up, D Clem? What's yeah, up, homie? <laughs> hey man, hey, where you been at, homie?
1: Man, shoot, man, I've been chilling, man. Still out here in the in the in the backwoods of Kentucky, you know.
0: Oh, wow, you, you all the way back? You coaching now, right?
1: I, well, I was, I was. Okay. I, I'm actually, I, I'm. Well, I'm talking about here, but I, there's some opportunities now to kind of coach, you know, with this this COVID kind of thing, man. Kind of came uh, up and kind of got out of it. But I was I was kind of pushing a little bit more for my, my okay. done for kids thing. You know, kind of going to high schools and stuff and just talking to kids about the new transition from, like, leaving from high school, going into college. And, man, it's just – it was a need of uh, just that pushing of that information. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's- I can
0: imagine, man. It sounds so complicated. I'm an outsider. I'm so glad my kids are done with school and I ain't got to deal with all this. Like, man – Seems like you need a whole degree just to figure out all this new stuff. Yeah, man. I mean, How old is your tri-
2: oldest,
0: D? My oldest is 28. My youngest is
2: 23.
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay. All oh, my kids got jobs. They live out, yeah. they live out, of, <laughs> they live out of state.
2: Did you move back to city limits? Or are you still out on the outskirts?
0: I'm in Maryland now. And, uh okay. On the outskirts, Frederick is about forty-five minutes from DC and forty-five minutes from Baltimore, so I'm right in the middle. Oh,
2: nice.
0: Okay,
1: okay.
2: So I know Marcus is out in that area somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. You know,
0: I see Dante all the time because he's up in Philly and Jersey all the time. So it was kind of cool this year. I got to see. I got to see Dante at the Chiefs game, the Baltimore. I mean, the Baltimore game, <laughs> the Washington game, and I got to see him at the at the Philly game. So. It was almost like we had a home field advantage
1: out here on the East Coast this year.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that was the crazy part, man, because everything was up there, like you said, in the NFC East. You know, yeah. Like, yeah, you got Washington, yeah, got Philly. I, man, I missed both of those games. I wanted to come to the Washington one. And then, of course, man, I just, yeah, I just, you know. this. I'm is, kicking myself now.
0: I should have drove the seven hours and went to Cincinnati because that's only seven hours from where I live now, too. And then, now, and now we end up playing them again, and, I, and I'm not gonna. The only reason I'm not going to the AFC championships because I'm already bought tickets to the Super Bowl. Since I know one way or another, one of the teams I played for is gonna be there. Yeah, yeah. Good, thank you. Good, thank you. Yeah. And I got you got to them toys play. in the background. Plus, as you know, I'm from the West Coast, so I got to be out there when they pull that Lolo out there. <laughs> on the <at> time,
2: <laughs> going crazy. I was gonna say, oh man. I see you got the toys in the background, man. Oh, yeah. The you snowboard.
0: know, I, know I, get, I you know I get down with that snow, man. I love that snow. I like really? that snow on you, get.
1: You ever done it, JD? <laughs> I have I, never done snowboarding, no. matter or of fact, right? Huh? Or skiing. Or skiing. No. I, but I ain't gonna get on two, <laughs> two sticks.
2: Yeah, on you can hill hill on you snow? Snow? You got bad knees. I know, I know them D- knees. Yeah, I, I just couldn't D- get Yo, this 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 is one thing that I kind I won't I won't say I hate, but it kind of disappoints me with our culture. Yeah, we get so stuck in our own ways. We get we we uh we look either we look down upon or we're scared of trying other things. Absolutely. Like JD. But, J, I, why, why, why would why wouldn't you try skiing, JD? Uh, because
1: skiing uh I I was in a a very high impactful sport for a long time, and I know how falling down feels. I know what actually tumbling. It ain't that look, bad
2: though.
1: Yeah, look, eat, listen, hey man, look. I need as much as my my joints and stuff intact as possible. Okay, and I'm <laughs> like, like, I'm like e Cliff. Look, I like be clear. Look, and look, I'm not opposed to doing things outside our culture, not at all. Right? Exactly. Like I so, said, look, I live here in Kentucky. We do. There's a lot of things we do on lakes, skiing oh, and stuff like yeah. that. But the things I see on snow. Talking about hitting trees and all
2: that. Man, all these,
1: man, I just heard so much stuff. J.D., there's not talking. even
0: a lot of trees, though.
2: That's when you go into the more advanced stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah you
0: got to start slow, Jay. But I, I feel you, J.D., I don't like skiing because I don't like the that deal of my legs, you know, to go two different directions. I like snowboarding because everything is intact. In now, you can slam and hit your head or slam and hit your ass real hard, but your knees and your, your knees and your feet are going to be right where you want them to be. But, D. Clem, you at least gave skiing a chance, though, right? I've actually never skied. One, I went snowboarding first, and then every time I went back, I got so good at snowboarding that every time I go back, I never, I never wanted to go buy new equipment because I, because I bought everything. I bought my snowboard, I bought my gear. So, so that's the other thing. It's very cost prohibitive to try to switch and do both to go good. At, you know, because I got like two snowboards now, two sets of bindings, two bags, two pairs of boots.
1: Yeah. See, I bought, and look, I'm not, I'm not opposed to to doing things. Like I said. I'm just. There's oh, yeah. things I'm just not gonna do. My brother, my brother skis. He, he goes skiing. I, I just won't do it. You know, he's like, "Oh, look. I'm like, nah, brother." You know what? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not with it. I'm not gonna jump out no plane. I'm not gonna do right. go those little, little slingshot
0: things. Let's jump out the plane, man. I'm with that X-Gammer stuff.
1: Oh, uh, you? Ooh, boy, yeah. Hey, look, you are. You are. Well, you know I what? The, in Las
0: Vegas, I'm gonna send you a video of
1: that. Oh, yeah. You please got do got that, got that. No, sir. No, sir. Uh-uh. I couldn't do it. Well, I'll tell you what. The one thing I did, I did ziplining over in Puerto Rico. And okay. I, I never thought I would do it. And <laughs> I had my, my, my kids with me. And my daughter, uh, my middle child, she was just like, Dad, I don't want to do it. I said, look, babe. I said, I'll do it if you do it. Okay? I said, you got to go. I got to do it. Man, I was, I was in the back. Look, I was in the back in the car. You know how you're putting your stuff, get your get gear ready? Yeah. I, I had the BGs, the bubbleguts, the whole time I was sitting over there and I was just <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping to oh. be clear that I was going to be over the weight limit, that you couldn't uh, even. Right right. I, uh, I, I'm
2: pretty, pretty sure, sure you changed your, you your drawers right after you got off.
1: Me? Oh, yeah. It was good. Yeah,
2: it was, just, it was all air. It was all air
1: coming out. That's all it was. It all air. <laughs> well, well, I, I would hope that zipline has at least
0: a ten thousand pound weight limit, so you ain't nowhere near that weight. Limit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, if I was anywhere close to the weight limit, I don't think I would get on it. It's like, okay. I, I mean,
1: I, I want to know. I got some extra room. Case <laughs> some wind kick in. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the dude, the dude that was in front of me, man, was a paratrooper, and so he made me feel really, really good about it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. He's like, "Look, man, I, I jumped out of plane several times." He said, "Man." This right here ain't nothing. He said, matter of fact, what I'll do, I'll go in front of you. So when you come in, he said, I know you're going to be coming in hot. He said, I'll be down there to catch you. I said, all right, cool. I said, you know, if you're doing it and you're telling me it's all right, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to trust you. A guy that's been jumping out of planes for years, that's the guy I need. So, there you go. Got yeah. a battle buddy, huh? <laughs> that's right. <Yeah. laughs> Had to.
0: Had to. He yeah. always was good at making friends, man.
1: Well, Hey, look, I, I got it. Hey, especially in a, in a high situation like that, I'm going to try to make as many friends as possible. You know what
0: I'm saying? The <laughs> we I look, we got... sharks. Can, can we go diving with sharks? In the cage
1: or out the cage? In the cage. Out the cage? Oh, man, come on. No, sir, That's dangling
2: meat out there, man. All right, so that scares me more because that he controls that ocean. <laughs> me falling, me falling on the snow, or avoiding a tree—that sounds me like I can avoid it. The, but me in that ocean with something that that controls the ocean—you
0: got to believe, man. It's all in here, though. You got to control that shark. I mean, but I've been
2: swimming in the ocean. I'm just saying, but like to just go and actually swim <laughs> yeah. with the sharks while I know where they're at. Yeah, I don't I mean, know about eyeball that. to eyeball. Like, what you want to do? Nah, nah. You Like, what well, you know? Cage though, cage though, to eat.
0: you do a cage. Uh-huh. You they, do give a, you a they give you a little zapper. Oh, in a
2: cage. If I'm in a cage, yeah, I do.
0: <laughs> you don't want to get out there and feed them freehead?
2: Nah, brother, man, it ain't happening that way. <laughs> <laughs> clear, have you done that before?
0: I haven't. I've, I've scuba dived several times before. I haven't actually yeah. fed them freehead, but I've been out there with them. I've been out there with some pretty big fish. Okay. You know what's actually scarier is is like when you're out there and like whales come by, Mm. because the whales are interested in you, and that's like the scary part. Like when a whale is like, you know, it's like (laughs) that is just unnerving to see something that large. I don't care if it's not going to eat you; you just feel like, damn, that is that is a lot of animal. (laughs) Yeah, he can just open his mouth and you disappear. That yeah, you like he might accidentally suck me into a a vent or something on the side of his yeah. body. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it, it put it to perspective, man. Like, yeah, I mean, a big creature like that can't get out of the way. I mean, and, and I, I I look at those videos all the time. Those those videos where they smack or they jump up in the water and just I mean, it's this is okay. crazy. And, and they're it,
0: just playing. You you just cannon fodder out there.
1: Yeah. Now I tell you what I tell you the the, the one creature. The orca, oh. I'm there, and killer whales. Woo, man, they beautiful creatures, man. It's it's
0: too cold to be out there with that <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know who will be out there swimming with them, but that was definitely that's the one animal I would definitely. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> him down. get him, alone. him down
2: because they will be get him alone. So, man, what's what's uh what you, what you doing in life? I know you said you got something big going on and. I know so, I, I keep up with you on Instagram, so I see a few of the things that you're involved with, but you know, fill, fill, your, fill your boys in. So
0: the, the number one thing, and I think, Eric, you probably remember this, and I think, J.D., you might remember this. Remember when I when I broke my pelvis and I hurt yep. my knee yeah. and, I, and I started getting into that equipment with the, 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 the sucking machine? Yeah. So, so that was kind of like the beginning of my whole re-education of how I, I, I basically took care of my body for the rest of my career. So you created a sucking machine? I didn't create it. The guy from the guy created it is from France. He brought it over here, and they brought it to the Chief Stadium one day, and they tested it out on Trent Green, because uh, he had had knee surgery. Oh, Trent, Carl- Trent got sucked up by it. Yeah, so Trick Trick Tri- Tri- was still much better. He's like, Man, he did this thing. Man, right I'm, he-
2: I'm messing with y'all at the little point. I'm just, I'll just be out there with the whole
1: thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <sir>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, look, hey, you know, he's mine. <laughs> you know, you know, <laughs> you
2: know, ward <laughs> is there. Ward's, you know.
1: <laughs> So after I
0: got Trent out the machine, I got in the machine. Yeah, you
2: gotta, you gotta, we got to edit that so Trent's wife don't catch that far. Oh, uh, yeah.
0: She got a good sense of humor <laughs> by now. So she'd, have been, so she'd have been close to some locker room top. <laughs> but once I got into that machine, man, it, it basically, the rest of my career, I never really had any more injuries. And then I started buying more equipment and I got started getting certified in all these different therapies. And I became a a worker, I became a dermal therapist, and now I do spinal decompression, and over the last 20 years, I've amassed this kind of huge knowledge of non-invasive drug-free healthcare, and all these things I've been using on my clients for the last decade and helping people basically avoid back surgery, knee surgery, shoulder surgery, and so I've been working with a bunch of organizations, one of them Distantors of America, trying to bring this to the forefront. And just recently, they kind of honored me with, the, like, this 20-year award for, for being it. I didn't even realize I, I had been doing this for 20 years. But wow. now we're making a documentary about, basically, how to take care of your body, non-invasively, drug-free, as an athlete, pre-career, post-career, and during career. Because we're basically trying to teach people, to like, hey, you got to be in the business of your body from day one. The day you start being an athlete, you know, the first time you picked up a ball, we should have learning about flexibility, nutrition, um, you know, how to clean your, you know, basically how to take care of your body from the inside out, you know, doing hyperbaric chambers, oxygen therapy, Mm -hmm. all the different things that we have now in our hands that we don't really do. At least it's not standard. But I know guys like Tom Brady, guys like LeBron James, they've embraced this whole culture and that's why they're able to play forever. That's why they, that's why they have somebody that full time takes care of their body almost like a, like a NASCAR. When they come out, come off that practice court, they got somebody stretching them. They got an acupuncturist. They got a chiropractor. They got their their, their trainer. They got the nutritionist. They got the whole team of people basically who are the best at what they do as practitioners, constantly maintaining their body so they can always be at their best. And that's why they don't get injured. That's why they don't miss games. And so I'm kind of basically putting this documentary, talking about this whole process and applying it to like, you know, these new athletes, but also just regular people. You know, you might be a roofer. You might be a plumber. You know, you might be a UPS man, but they're still work athletes. They get the same injuries. They, they tear themselves. They tear tear muscles. They get back surgeries, hip surgeries. And, and it's kind of like this opioid epidemic is kind of brought also that to the forefront. that We got to start doing things that don't involve drugs, things that don't involve cutting, being cutting people open, because now there's ways to fix it without doing the stem cell surgery, stem cells. Um, I mean, there's so many things, bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. There's so many ways to heal the body, non invasively and drug-free, but it's just not standard care and insurance doesn't cover it. So we're going to be basically kind of showing that whole, showing this whole new process of how to do this. And the cool thing is we're going to do a docu-series after that, taking people down to, you know how we, we used to go to training camp? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Every 90 days you came down here. Every 90 days you came down to this beautiful house, stadium, 10,000 square foot mansion where we had all this equipment laid out and you did a three or four day boot camp. where from uh, like two, twice a day, that's all we were doing working on flexibility, mobility. We were doing colonics, cleaning your body out. We, we had a nutritionist on site. We were basically addressing everything, every part of your health, cellular, muscular joint. We had a chiropractor, but basically for the next, for those three or four days, we did two days, but instead of beating your body to shit, we were actually repairing it going through from head to toe. We we're going to look at your toes, your feet, your ankles, your knees, your hips, your pelvis, your psoas, and just your spine, and literally go through every single group, your head, even down to your fingers, and say, basically, we're gonna address every single issue, connective tissue, fascia, anything that's misaligned, anything that's inflamed. You know, we're gonna talk about diet, every every possible way, your sleep habits. We're gonna make sure you're sleeping deeper. We're gonna put you in position. We're gonna just basically address your whole health lifestyle and kind of basically, this is what we wanna do with different people from different walks of life every few weeks. And every 90 days, every 60 days, every 30 days, people are going to be in some kind of routine where they come down for three or four days and, and, and that's going to be a new lifestyle for them, that they're always resetting and regenerating their body.
1: Brother, I'll tell you what, man. I, look, I'm all for that, 100%. You know, really. Um, my question is this. A matter of fact, I'll, I'll say this. So I remember the first time you told me, you was the first one to say something about a colon cleanse. You yeah. know what I mean? And uh, you was like, JD, look, man. He was like, man, I lost so much weight, how much stuff I just was in me doing a colon cleanse. I wanna you know, and I, and every time I hear somebody talk about a colon cleanse, I always think of you, you know, in like man, D Clan was on this a long time ago talking about these things. I mean, seriously. he it, um,
0: it used to take me my whole Tuesday. I used to go to an acupuncturist, a colonoscopist, an herbalist, a chiropractor. I had like 18 different people I used to have to go see in that in that 24 hour Tuesday suggested states to stay right. And then I just realized that imagine if you had all this stuff in one place, all this stuff and all the practitioner, all the skills, and you could just do this for three days straight every 90 days. How different would your life
1: be over the next decade? Right, right. And I'm trying to understand. And maybe, mm-hmm. maybe you talk to the NFL, you know, NFLPA to talk about these things, these alternative uh, uh, medications, uh, a little bit more uh, natural things we can use to heal the body because i remember sometimes there's always a pushback and i, I don't really want to talk go into detail but you remember doc Yim, marty and those guys just come in and, and do the massage and then doc Yim was one of those guys who they would keep to the side yeah. and it was almost like they didn't really respect um that alternative medicine in itself but guys yeah. would they would get results from it when he come yeah. in like a laser on the, on the knees and the acupuncture and stuff like that? I remember, look, and, and a guy that, that battled back problems. I, I didn't mind being a getting pig for any of those things, right? Because to right. me, it was always about getting back on the field. It was about feeling better. It was about getting that information and stuff out of your body. And I'm, I'm just wondering if you had a conversation with the NFL as far as like talking to them about partnering up, you know, with guys, you know, former athletes and stuff like that. I
0: tried to do it when I was in the NFL. I don't know if you guys remember this, but I the Chiefs finally relented and got two of those machines. My last year there, but remember, I I, I bought that first machine there because the trainers were sitting there like, man, this is twenty four thousand dollars or thirty thousand dollars, <laughs> and 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 I don't know. You you and Trent, you both got up, started running around, and the, the real reason is that their feelings were hurt. Because me and Trent were both limping around, limping around. We got off that table and all of a sudden we're running around. So in his mind, this machine is going to take my job. This machine, I don't understand how this machine works. I don't want to take the time to learn how this machine works. Whereas we're resulting as a player. I don't care how I get to the end zone. So if, I'm, if I, it gets me back on that field, I don't care how it works. I'm going to figure out how it works and I'm going to get this machine. So I i literally told, told the trainees, all right, we'll, we'll get out of my way. I'm going to go buy the machine. We went out to the parking lot and he put it to, put it in my car and set up my training training regiment the next day, and it took almost a year and a half before they started finally buying one. I had like ten or fifteen guys coming to my house every night using that machine, yeah. And they were feeling so much better. When Dante hurt his ankle, uh, uh, Trent was using, it. and yeah. all these guys were in the house. And I'm like, dude, don't get mad at me because guys are coming to me using my equipment when you could go. You telling me you can't spend thirty thousand dollars? The Chiefs ain't got thirty thousand dollars in the budget. Come on, man. Who you Come telling? On, me? You're gonna buy a Ferrari, but you're gonna treat it like you yeah, take it to Jiffy Lube. Right. It's right. Like, you know, spending the money on the right maintenance tools. It's like we should have had spinal decompression. We should have had a cold laser. We should have had um you know infrared tables, you know, we should have had all, all that stuff. I mean, we would have worked on just cold tubs, ice and drugs. Yeah, yeah. That's so yeah. Man, that's so true. And that's wow. why our careers were shorter, so much shorter than they could be. But the thing is, now, like JD, I really want you to come down because I remember how bad your leg was. I can, I could probably take fifteen years of damage off of you in like just a couple of days. And that's the thing. I've I've learned this new technique. You know, we've mastered this whole new technique where I can literally strip years of damaged fascia out of your body in in, in a matter of days, or even a few hours, depending on how much time I have and how, how bad you are. Trump, Trump. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It it, it sounds like you can still play. I mean, if I really want <laughs> you know what? If, if I really wanted to actually train that hard, you know, physically I don't have any issues, but I just don't have the want to to, to, to be in condition and to have the, the muscularity and the physicality to be out there with them boys.
2: Gotcha, gotcha. I mean all all the stuff that you did.
0: Huh
1: I got three plays in me though. Oh, hey,
2: At yeah. least hey there you go.
1: <laughs> you get your one, won't you? I know you get the weak <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> then that gonna get on my back.
0: <laughs> 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 i
2: this Yeah, man, all that, that stuff that, that you're doing, man, you ought to be able to still go out there and, and get more than three plays, man.
0: Absolutely. Well, the cool thing is, I can rollerblade. I can ride. Motor- I, can, I, I can ride motorcycles. I still. I still snowboard. There's. I don't feel limited in any capacity. And I've had 12 orthopedic surgeries, so to, to be able to walk away from this game with as much trauma as I had, and I don't have a single problem. My knees don't hurt, my ankles don't hurt, my feet don't hurt, my hands don't hurt. That's the, awesome. thing is I, the thing is, I'm helping people every single day, I, and I want to help more guys in the NFL, but it's so hard because they're controlled by the medical doctors, and, and they don't I mean, what's their motivation to have less patients? You know, they get paid by surgeries, they get paid every time they prescribe a pills, they get paid for all those rudimentary PT treatments that we do, whether they're effective or not. So what's their motivation to basically bring in all this equipment that's gonna basically keep us out of their office right. and out of their hands?
1: Well, they, say, of, uh, they say money's never in the cure, right? <laughs> money's never in the cure. And absolutely. So, yeah. Let's let's continue to, to do the symptoms and, and, and just kind of go into the fact we was talking about opioids and not. When you see guys yeah. kind of leave and what guys are doing, you know we just go get the you know the vitamin T and all these different things for games just to get you on there. Uh, and I'm, I'm just kind of segueing into like you no know, AB talking about his his ankle and like yeah. looking like these things is like these are serious conversations. And I see guys kind of talking about it. Uh, Cal Turner does a, a, a great job talking about his. Uh, I guess he he's got a new business with the CBD mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and the cannabis and stuff like that. And they're just talking about how many guys' lives have been saved you know, with dealing with, you know, exactly. cannabis. Yeah. And and I'm like, look, why is the NFL not trying to do these things when you're saying you, you got high caliber guys, you got multi-million dollar guys, right? And, and here in Kentucky, we got horse races. You're going to get every equipment, everything you could possibly do to make sure that horse is, is ready, right? You're going to make sure he's healthy and you're going to invest in the team team that to
0: that. Back in the day, they use that on horses. Yeah. Even race horses have better equipment than us.
1: Right there, right there. See that? Yeah. So, man, I, I tell you what, man, keep pushing. It. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Keep knocking on doors, man, especially with the NFL. Roger Goodell, make everybody listen. And I think, man, the NFL need the NFL PA needs to be pushing this even more. You know, I worked on a couple of
0: older guys. Michael Wilcher's been in my clinic. I fixed it. I fixed two herniated discs in his back, saved him from back surgery. So I think that's going to be the grassroots, just getting guys to come in and start validating it, and then we can start showing the MRIs and the scans, and showing their mobility and the, and you know, all all the hard facts and stuff. Because I have I have uh, research from Harvard, from the Mayo Clinic, from John Hopkins on all my equipment. Oh, but yeah. the NFL is still ran by doctors, and so there's always going to be kind of like that like man how do I how do I not cut my own hand off to to you know right. feed us and, <laughs> and nobody wants to put holistic people in charge of a team because they feel like a holistic medicine ain't the real ain't real medicine. And it's just like, listen, we should be the first line of defense. The doctor should be the last line of defense. Okay if we can't fix it holistically we can always do surgery. We can always give you drugs. But let's try to do the stuff non invasively and drug free. Yeah. Before right. we get to them, but, you know, for whatever reason, they put the cart before the horse and say, hey, now nah, we're always going to do the the medical way. And then you got to figure out the
1: holistic way on your own outside the facility. Yeah, yeah man, that's just so crazy to me. I mean, just like taking that time and invest doing the research. And like you said, yours is, I mean, would clearly backed up by researching itself. Right. And look, yeah. and, and I'm saying that there's some holistic things out there that, you know, sometimes when it gets kind of out of the woods, when you're talking about curing cancer and all these like, okay, wait a minute. Like, we, you know, we know there's, you know, medical and technology in itself. There's advances that you can do. But also, too, I think maybe a combination of things, right? right? To bring yourself back is one of those things that that we can necessarily do as a society. But definitely, like, as athletes in the NFL, why would you not try to explore it? Like you said, doing the infrared tables and, you know, having... uh herbalists.
2: Yeah, uh, herbalists,
1: yes. You
0: know what? I don't. I, really
2: I, I, don't I, I think they aren't opposed to listening to you, JD. Um, I don't really know who would be the main guy you would contact to, to get that push through. That's you.
0: I, I mean, I, I mean, I know I could. I'm, I'm saying I know I could. I could show them the program and 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 have it rolled out. My clinic is already set up, so I got the bottle for them already.
2: Have I got you presented them, I it to them yet. Show.
0: No, because you can't get next to them. You know, it's so hard. Like, even with the Bengals, I tried to talk to the Bengals about this my last couple years in the league. But the problem is, every time you get the medical doctors in there, well, well, this doesn't sound familiar to me. This doesn't, you know, and it, it becomes all this him and the because they don't understand it because in medical school, they don't teach them nothing but drugs and surgery. That's right. So until you guys are willing to go back and get a new education, they're not motivated. They're like, no, nah, I don't, I don't want to go learn this stuff. I don't want to bring all these new practitioners in here that know things that I don't know. And then if they get better results, it's going to basically eat out of my pocket. So it's like,
2: but you th- know, you can start with a small two, three players, you know, work with them with that team until they put the word out to the team and you gradually get more and more players. And then it's like, okay, what's going on here? Cause we're not seeing a lot of you guys in the training room. Uh, you, you, you healed a lot quicker uh, than what we expected you to be out. So like, you know, where are you getting this treatment from? Have, right. you, have, you, have you started working with some of the current guys?
0: Nah, and that's the other thing, during the COVID <laughs> era, you know, it's really hard to get next to current guys because they're in this bubble and, yeah. you know, it's like anything they do outside the facility is like extra, extra hard to hard to, hard to get okay. So, I mean, I've been working with retired players mostly. I've, I've worked with three or four retired, but Rudy Johnson, um i've worked with like i said mike Wilcher. i've worked with a couple of college guys like brian breezy at clemson i worked with him um so i mean it, it's it's growing but i feel like it's almost like a grassroot level so hopefully talking to guys like you i got the documentary coming out and then hopefully when once the docu-series hits you know i, I think with nfl guys it's almost like it's got to be something that's so attractive that they want to come to you because it's like it's hard for me to just go to the nfl and say hey i want to come in here and 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 institute this whole new thing. Well, what, D. Clint?
2: How, how would you plug it right now if you had to sell? It? If, if I was to sell this to an owner, to uh, the NFL, NBA, how would you plug it in a short segment? Plug your uh, company. The
0: number one problem we have as athletes is we get, we really get paid to destroy our bodies for money. If you really look at us as a commodity. Your number one job as an athlete is to be able to be on that field for 18 to 24 games a year. It doesn't matter how good I am if I make the Pro Bowl, if I'm Hall of Fame. If I can't be on that field for 18 to 24 games, I'm not giving you the value that you're paying me. So as an owner, it would behoove you to invest in new equipment that's going to be non-invasive. It's not going to force you guys to be on opioids because we already see what the downfall of of that is and and the the after effects of it. But there's new equipment out here. That doesn't involve a lot of training. It does not. The, it doesn't involve any danger. And very little downsides. Very little side effects. And and basically, you can always go back to doing the traditional things. But trying these things first should be your, your first line of defense because these are the things that, that players can do in abundance. They can do it every single day to kind of prehabilitate themselves to prevent injuries and not only deal with just the injuries that they that they actually have. We can prehabilitate them and hopefully prevent them from ever ever being on that table in the first place the name of your company. Uh, Urbana Spine and Wellness Center in uh, Urbana, Maryland. So you. So you, you, you said that we need you to plug? That's Urbana the plug right there. Urbana Spine and Wellness Center.
2: I got it. Okay. So right now, we need to get whatever athletes there are in Maryland to come out to test you out, to, to, to see the process that you have at hand. And, you know, get the treatment that you provide, spread the word of of how well it works so that we can get you and get your foot in the door somehow uh, through whatever program, whether it's college, you know, pros or whatever, uh, to to get you off the ground and and running uh, to show these entrepreneurs or or these big entities that you have what it takes instead of the little process that we've been traditionally going through, you know. Ice and stem, ice and stem, ice and stem, Uh, to to speed to to speed up your recovery time, but also to help you throughout, uh, whether it's during your career or after your career, and before you and before you Like I said, this this
0: should be done preventatively, and that's the reason. That's the thing that we didn't learn. We came into the game and we just bang 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 until we hit the wall, and we scrape ourselves off the wall and try to get back out there on the field. But well, imagine if you started in high school doing mobility training, doing cold laser, doing spinal decompression.
2: Your body but that's was- the thing, though. That's it's yeah. something we didn't know. But that's what you're doing now, so you're trying to put it out there. So yeah. I, as me, as, as I went, even with my stuff that I dealt with during the Chiefs, I didn't know what the hell I was supposed to do when I had back surgery, when I had back issues. I just <laughs> did what the, the training staff told me to do, or I did what a previous player told me what he went through. Mm-hmm. Right. And so me, myself, I can sit there and do all the education I want, but I don't know. The, I don't know the process of that. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself that the team wants me out on the field as fast as they can. So they're going to try to get me out there as quick as possible and give me the best procedure. That's now, just let, me my right
0: let me pause you right there. They do want you back on the field as soon as possible, but they're short sighted in their thinking. Yeah, they oh, may I know get that 100%. 100%.
2: That's, I, I would say 90% of the time, whenever I had an injury, I was never fully healed. I shouldn't have been on the field. Yeah. But they could needed, they, a they day 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 they needed us career, out
1: there.
2: You know, instead of you playing two or three
0: games, you could that could have been three or four more years of your career you could have played that Absolutely. those injuries accumulated and, and affected. And that and that's what we got to be like listen we can do this and just work smarter it's, and it doesn't cost a lot of money like i'm not talking about millions of dollars to, right. to change to change the way your facility runs and the way players take care of themselves it would only take probably maybe a couple hundred grand to put this equipment in place and a few and a few practitioners in there to to operate it but this would actually i mean i, I guarantee guys would not get injured nowhere near as much it, it would it would cut your injuries probably by
1: 75 percent Dude, I'm telling you, like uh, uh, every, every guy, every player that I know had back surgery, uh, playing was out of the league in like one or two years. I mean, it, it was always the same way because she was never the same. And it oh, was, yeah, I was uh, done
2: a year or two after mine.
1: Was it? Yes. And, and they, well, all right, I don't even talk about this. <laughs> I won't get into mine, but they was pushing me to try to have back surgery too, right? And right. I didn't. Do, so what I did, I went out to, uh, I went out to California. Went out to Carson, you know, an at athlete's performance, right? The okay. whole off season.
0: Mark Verstegen, that's my guru. Yeah, man. Oh. Shout out to Mark he
1: Yes, was one of sir. First pioneers
0: in non-invasive drug-free
1: healthcare. Dude, Excuse man, me. when I'm telling you, they got me right. They told me how to use my body, how to use more muscles around it. I mean, I I, I got into like one of the best shapes of my life. My core in itself was just stronger. And so I was able to put off like that surgery for like a whole year. I, I matter of fact, I didn't even have surgery. I didn't have surgery. And so they was able to get me back on the field. It just took a longer time. And so when, once I made it out there to uh, athlete's performance, you know, I, those, those dudes, man, did a tremendous job just getting me back on the field. And so if I went through the NFL, you know, the cheese jump, hey, man, go ahead and do back surgery. I'm like, look, no. I, look, I've seen it too many times. I've seen it way too many times. To know right now this thing right here, because they're not really worried about me in the future. They ain't worried about me five or ten years. I'm, I'm trying to live with my kids. I'm trying to run around with them. I'm trying to have a quality of life, y'all. Like you said, if we're a commodity. What have you done for me lately? And as soon as something like that happens, i, I, I my usefulness. We'll is get a new one. Gone. We'll right. New. Going around like trash. Right. Mm-hmm. Man, have you been, Have you been to the trust in D.C.
0: I have been to the trust actually. Uh, you you know uh, one of my I'm trying to think. I was I used to go out there when Scotty Graham. My first office was in Silver Dang. Spring. So when Scotty Graham okay. worked in the PA, I, I went out there and met pretty much everybody the first first five years I was in business. Yeah, and then, and then now you know Hannibal Names. Yeah, one of my, one of my former, former teammates. He's he's you know doing a lot of stuff out there. So I've been right. by to see him a couple times. But like I said, it's it's really hard. The only place I've really gotten any traction is working with directly through like retired, directly to retired players. Like you know, I can go to retired players. And the thing is, I don't even charge them. I mean, I I charge them like a a nominal fee, but I'm just trying to help them as much as possible. Like, listen, just come out. But it's it's hard to get guys to come because it's a a 30 minute drive or, you know, people Mm -hmm. make excuses because they don't understand how important it is and they don't understand what it is. But once they do it, they're like, oh, my God, I'm never going to stop. But that's the hard part is just to get that initial wave to come in and try it. But I got, I mean, I got the people that live locally around me; they come in droves. But it's hard to get people in D.C. and Baltimore from the teams to 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 commit to coming
1: out this far. Uh, Hey, look, man, I'm gonna come up, come see you, bro. Believe me, you know what I'm saying. I always like, you know, the trust. I always told them, I said, look, I'm gonna put my head, peek my head in the uh, the door to see what they're doing. Any new thing is coming out, let me know about it. So I'm going I'm to I'm come up and come see you, D, uh, D. Clem. Definitely. I like it, D.C. Uh,
2: one more time. Urbana Give Spine and Wellness Center.
1: No, no, no. Urbana. One
2: more time. Give us the name. Give us the website. If there's a number that they can reach you at, plug, I want you to plug your company right now so we can get into this football conversation. All right.
0: Uh, this is Dwayne Clemens. I'm the head practitioner at Urbana Spine and Wellness Center. You can reach us at www.urbanaspineandwellness.com. You can also make appointments at Urbana Spine and uh, www.urbanaspineandwellness at the Jane So, if you go to the website, you can you can book from there. All the information is there. So, just check us out. You can call us and get all that information. Got it. Yes, Thank you
1: for listening
0: to Believe.